1: These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
0: Now, as a 29 year old, I'm like, what was I doing for all of my 20s? Like, you just had too much fun and didn't think about
1: growing old. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Robert Ginty, and I'm your host, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner, and I am here with my guest today, Drew. Hi, Drew. Hello. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to to get to talk with you today. Yeah. Okay. So, and you know, we all know I love a good spreadsheet, so I've got a very pretty (laughs) one here. Um, Okay. So, why don't you kind of talk us through, and the listener's some of the details so how old you are relationship status like you know married single that that how much yeah. you make and where you're from perfect where yeah. you're living um I can give you all that information so my name is Drew
0: um I am 29 and I live in Charlotte North Carolina I, I moved here about six months ago um I am not married um, I live alone and I work in pharmaceutical marketing um, and I just got a promotion. So I have a new new income that I'm like trying to figure out what to do with. <laughs> I get paid nice. um, like, yeah, a little bit over 82000 um a year. So yeah. Amazing. Is that, did I miss anything? <laughs> no, you're good. How do you, where did you move from? So I'm from the South originally, um, South okay. Carolina, but I moved um, from New Jersey.
1: So oh, yeah, big different for
0: work and yeah, they said you can work remote as long as you're near an airport to travel for work. And I was like, you know, Jersey's oh. a fun time, but I really miss the Carolinas. So
1: um, I moved back. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's a nice airport, the Charlotte airport. Yeah. They have the from. rocking chairs. Yes. The, I love the white rocking <laughs> yeah. chairs. I love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a crowd favorite. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm really to- happy to be here, but, but it's still a city. So trying to figure out cost things here has been interesting it's it's the south but it's cost of it's still, it's still a city. high so yeah
1: it's still yeah. a city mm-hmm. but um yeah I love the I think it's a great airport I like know too much about the airports in the domestic United States yeah. <laughs> from having been a road warrior for many years yeah um, where
0: are you located right now you're in Utah is that correct
1: I am in Utah yeah so I have a place in Utah and then I have well i Actually, and someone said I should mention this. So I, this will be my opportunity. I stay with my parents <laughs> when I'm in New York, but I own a property there, but i been renting it and sleeping in the twin bed in my parents' guest room for years <laughs> so that I could collect rent. And, you know, my parents were happy to have me stay with them. But yeah, I now yeah. am renovating that apartment um, and taking it back over. And I'm going to stay there when I'm in town in New York. And then I'll Airbnb it. And then I have the property out west as well. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I kind of bop back and forth, although it's yeah. not, I didn't plan the airports well, you know, so Salt Lake is a yeah. great airport. The New York one isn't as easy. Yeah. So
0: LaGuardia leaves much to be desired. I would. Yeah. That's how I feel. All of I
1: them think. leave much to be desired <laughs> yeah. I mean, compared to like the Salt Lake City <sighs> airport. I like love it. I can leave my house and be at the airport through security and like usually under 30 minutes. It's yeah. a dream. Yeah. And And the Charlotte airport is really nice. So
0: yeah. Our mayor always says we're a big city with a small town feel. And I think the airport is like the perfect example of that. And her voice like goes, uh, like says that through the airport. So Um, (laughs) yeah. I also love for the airport there. But
1: Yeah. yeah. If you have to fly for work or fly Mm -hmm. in general, having a nice airport is Key. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so well, congratulations. So that's great. So you got to move back south, and then you can still keep your job, and then you got a raise. So your income, gross income, is just over eighty-two thousand, and then so you're bringing home twenty-five hundred weekly and you mm-hmm. are contributing ten percent to your four hundred one k as a Roth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I currently with my current employer have eleven thousand dollars within that four hundred one k and just I'm at 10% and they match up to 6%. So it's a pretty good, I think they they have a pretty good match for us, but I feel really behind because I think I, and maybe everyone feels that way, but I actually think that I am. Cause I think most of my twenties, I like worked for a summer camp, jumped around, like didn't think as much. I did. I did have a Roth IRA, but Now as a 29 year old, I'm like, what was I doing for all of my (laughs) twenties? Like you just had too much fun and didn't think about growing old.
1: (laughs) You know what? Everyone does it differently. And so I just think it depends. Like, so I'll give my dad like kind of had more fun jobs in his 20s and then got kind of serious in his 30s. And so Mm -hmm. he worked a little bit later. Like I did the opposite. Like I had my first I signed my first corporate offer at 21. Which right, is right. wild to think about, but yeah. like I don't think I'll probably work as long as my dad did. You know, like I hope I'm done or can or financially will be done saving and everything earlier, and then I'll just work because I want to. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna have done it on the earlier side, right? Like, so I had a great time in my 20s, but I had a very serious job, theme, like from mm-hmm. 21, and you know I didn't start till right after I turned 22. So I think it's different for everybody.
0: Right. Yeah that's I always have to need to be reminded of that like yeah. my financial journey and whatever is not the same as each person just like my jobs and all those things but totally because you, know, you had all these my...
1: different experiences yeah so and you're young plenty young enough to be able to save for retirement it's not where people like really the journey can be different but you like maybe are and it's a little bit more of a dangerous path is like when I meet with people like in their 50s and they're like, "So, retirement. <laughs> we haven't thought about it yet." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh dear, like we're <laughs> pretty close." Yeah. Then you have like yeah. well, you still have plenty of time so we can we can definitely figure it out. And I would like to mention that you you have 11,000 in with your current company. You have a good employer match, which you asked on here is it pre-tax? Almost always the employer match is pre-tax. The company gets that tax break. Um, mm-hmm. and then with your Roth IRA outside of work, you have 20,000 in there yeah um yeah. and then you have a mutual fund that has six thousand mm-hmm. and then you yeah know- i was using
0: the mutual fund to as kind of a way to pay start thinking about a down payment uh, okay for a house but then i was like does it need to stay in a mutual fund i don't know but um i do have that as, a, as another investment vehicle
1: perfect and then you have one you own one stock so you have nine thousand there and then you have an emergency fund of fifteen thousand so that's mm-hmm. fantastic now, do you have any debt? You have the car, just the car loan.
0: Yeah, just the car loan. And I, it doesn't have any interest on it. So I, I paid off Amazing. a car and then a month later I totaled it. Um, oh so no. I'm just, yeah. So I'm just like not super incentivized to aggressively pay off the car loan when it has no interest. And I feel like my money can work harder elsewhere, but that is my only um, debt. I am in school, but my company and like, a, I have another way of payment for that. So it's not debt that I am on the hook for. So.
1: Perfect. Um, what are you in school for? I'm getting my MBA. Yeah. So amazing. Okay. And you don't have to pay for it.
0: Yeah. So nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's fantastic. And so just so that we add this all up. So with investments, you have plenty saved up because you have 11,000 in your 401k you have twenty thousand in your Roth IRA, so that's thirty-one thousand. Then you have your mutual fund that gets you to thirty-seven thousand, and then you have another nine thousand in stock. So you're over forty thousand.
0: <laughs> when you say it that way, it sounds encouraging, but I'm just thinking in my head like, but I need to probably do more. <laughs> so,
1: so let's talk about that, okay? And then if we include your emergency fund, it's even more because you have fifteen thousand in your emergency mm-hmm. fund. Yeah. So- yeah. I think you're in a good position because the car loan, as you said, is zero percent. So total, you have saved up between your four hundred and one k, your Roth, your mutual fund, and your single stock position, and your emergency fund. You have sixty one thousand. That's great. Right.
0: Okay, okay, I'm not yeah. failing. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I agree with you. I think continuing to make the car payment, especially because it's your only debt and it's at zero percent interest, I wouldn't. I agree with you. I would not take money when it's invested or use your emergency fund. I think that's totally fine to, to pay you're paying four fifty a month. No yeah, problem. Yeah.
0: I'm paying a little bit over just for my own peace of mind. Like I can give more. So just do that. But um yeah, no, I I just the the zero percent interest. I got it like at the beginning of the COVID world. So they were giving
1: away loans. Giving away loans? They were <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so then let's talk about um your expenses currently. Yeah. So you bring in t- 2500 uh biweekly. So you get that extra not really an extra paycheck, but mm-hmm. it's not the 1st f- and the 15th. F- or is it the 1st and the 15th? So it's it first is. So
0: the 1st and the 15th, it's two, yeah, biweekly.
1: Yep, I'm sorry. So yeah, you you get 24 pay paychecks. So then monthly you're bringing in the 5000. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Do you want me to walk you through expenses or how do you want me to?
1: Yeah. Walk me through it. Okay.
0: So I, when I moved here, I was like, I don't want to be live with a roommate that I (laughs) don't like. So I live uh, alone, which my rent is pretty high. So it's it's 1400. Um, and then utilities along with that. So that's definitely my highest expense. And then the other high expense I have within the month is my car insurance, which is high, just um, from wrecking a car, <laughs> so um, hopefully that will lower you soon. But those are the big payments, and then I try to keep everything else like pretty tight while still enjoying my life. Yeah, at the same time. So, um,
1: okay, yeah. perfect. So then it looks like so. So we have rent at almost fifteen hundred, really. If we, mm-hmm. especially with the utilities, and then we have the car payment at four fifty, the car insurance just under three hundred. So let me just see. Do we?
0: Yeah, Some... I also work from home, so I only pay. I, I don't, and I live really close to this the central part of the city, so I don't drive a ton. Um, I have allotted like a hundred and twenty dollars a month for gas and car. I I just increase that because of like gas prices going up. But yeah, I really only spend like a max of like seventy five dollars a month on on things for my car. So.
1: Perfect. Okay. So then what we have allocated, so we have, and you break it down per paycheck, which is great because you're, you know, your paycheck's the first and the 15th. So then between your savings sinking fund, you're saving about 1700 a month. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I'm tempted to, my lease is up in July. So I'm tempted to decide like, do I stay where I am? Do I try to buy a house with what I have? Um, or do I, do I get a roommate and like have a lower rent for a shorter amount of time to kind of give me some more wiggle room with what I can, like what I can do with the down payment, but
1: right. um, So what you can be able to save. Okay. So Mm -hmm. have you, what is the price point around where you are? I'm not familiar. So, because the rent, the rent, the rent is pretty high.
0: Yeah, so right now, I mean just for like a 3 bedroom, 2 bath, it's going to depend on where you are going to be, but I'm looking around like 400. So, yeah. If I were to buy a house at this point, I would not put down 20%, um which I know um I am a long-time listener. <laughs> <I'm> a long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. Uh, but I um I know like a lot of the recommendation is 20,000, but when I look at putting a lower percentage down on my down payment and getting a, a PMI, even yep. if I have like a monthly PMI of $70, a hundred dollars, like it, a lot of times it's still cheaper than what I would be paying for rent. Um, here. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm like, do I just put 5% down and then own and not pay 1500 a month, which I, I anticipate will go up as well, but
1: yeah, the rent. Yeah, absolutely, rent goes up. Okay, so um, mm-hmm. just give me that number. What do you think? There, you said three or four hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of looking between the 300,000, 400,000 range.
1: Okay, so if let's say let's just do a ballpark and say you had a mortgage amount of three twenty five, that would be not including taxes and fees and home insurance, right? Because you have to have mm-hmm. those or condo. Insurance. So a loan amount of three twenty five would would be a payment, and this is showing an interest rate of five point six three percent. So like maybe we just mark, we'll do five percent. Well, let me change it. Come on, calculator. Okay, <laughs> using an interest rate of five point. Oh, there we go. Five percent. Your monthly payment without taxes and fees would be seventeen fifty. So I think if we did a loan amount of three hundred thousand that would be better. So probably looking in the 300,000 range, because then if you put 5% down, right, then you're under that 300,000. And if it is a 5% interest rate, then you're a little bit closer to 285 in a mortgage. And then you're going to have the PMI. That's a 1500, just the loan payment would be 1500 approximately at 285 as a mortgage.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Which is about what I'm paying. which is about what you're paying
1: now. And then you'd have the taxes and the PMI. So, and that's the other thing I think, if you probably listened, it's always good to know where the taxes are in the area, right? So, Mm -hmm. because the taxes never go away. If anything, they only go up. Eventually the mortgage goes away. So I would also look to see where the, what the taxes are going to be as well. And I think probably in the 300 area would be about right. Okay. Yeah. And, if you found something, and there's two things you could do. One, if you took a roommate for a year, and you knew it was just a year, it's much more tolerable, right? And then that way, if you cut, you could save an extra 700 a month. Let's just say you cut your living costs in half and then you could save, or the other thing is you could buy getting into a property and you could bring in a roommate for just a year or two.
0: Yeah, that's my dream world of I I own and have, yeah. have a roommate and I have an extra bedroom that can be my office.
1: Yeah, is that what you so said three bedroom for?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's the dream.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So I would run the numbers where you can afford it without having a roommate, like it maybe if it's a little bit tighter, and then that way mm-hmm. you can bring in a roommate a set period of time mm-hmm. into the extra bedroom and you have one bedroom and the other. And then that way it helps cover your cost and then you have the flexibility where you could still afford it on your own but it's a lot more comfortable with a roommate.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah I think and I love having roommates I've had like the best experiences I think when I moved back I was like the one thing to figure out right now is not figuring out a roommate so yeah it just made easier totally yeah but I've had I've had really great experiences so I'm not like anti that but it's so much cheaper to cut things in half
1: Hello, lovelies. Barbara here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I wanted to bring you a quick update. We are now starting the coaching program on July 20th. So the new start date is July 20th. The times will be the same, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, and it will run for five weeks. If you can't make an individual session, we can send you the video. In the individual sessions, you will be able to ask questions. There will be a Q&A following each session and additionally there'll be a dedicated slack channel for all the participants so that you can chat amongst yourself and ask questions to me in between the various sessions if you are interested you can sign up on our website www.futurerichpodcast.com and click on coaching additionally if you have any questions at all please shoot me a dm on our instagram future Rich Podcast. And if you're wondering if this is for you, you have already taken the first step because you are listening to a personal finance podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so I would, so when you're looking at properties, I'd look at the taxes and then I would look where it could be set up. So it would be like kind of your ideal situation to have a roommate. So maybe if it is like a condo, maybe one bedroom is on the main level and the other two are upstairs you know so then that way you could have all the upstairs and you only rent the lower one or something right. where yeah. it works for your preference to have a roommate and this doesn't have to be I always tell people your first property does not need to be your forever home mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah because if you I get agree. in
1: yeah. you get in there and you get a roommate and it helps cover your cost for three years and then you get another bump at it bump up with work maybe you like keep that as a rental and then buy a different one, you know? So it gives you a lot of optionality. So I think that that looking makes sense. I think it would stay in around the 300,000 range so that you can swing it no matter what on your own, Mm -hmm. but with a roommate, whether you rent the basement or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it much more comfortable.
0: Okay. That's encouraging to hear. I was really thinking like there's, would be no option for it to be kind of like this i mean i I still think it would be tight- it will be tight um, but just knowing how much rent cost in Charlotte right now it's it's worth it to like be a little bit of be tight a little bit but at least be owning something <laughs> than to to pay what feels like just is going out the window at this point for me, so
1: yeah, absolutely, and then I would use the mutual fund in the single because that gets you fifteen thousand to okay you know, put down and then you have the emergency fund of 15 and then you're continuing to save that 1700 a month. So if when July, when it comes up to renew, if you could find a place that was cheaper so you could bump up your savings more in anticipation of buying something, I think that would make sense. Even if you did like a month to month lease somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, that was actually my other question. That single stock, um, I think I was like given as a child, <laughs> and yeah. it's just slowly increased, which is great. I so my I was thinking through like, okay, should I, um, roll that into my four hundred one k? Should I use that as part of a down payment? It, yeah, it's not something that I like actively. I don't actively play with
1: the, with the stock market. I kind of assumed you were given it or inherited it based on the company. <laughs> yep. I didn't think you like went and picked it. Yeah. But no, it yeah. has a good dividend. It's a good stock. A lot of people own it. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of older people own it. That's why I, I had a feeling it was a gift <laughs> or inherited. So yeah. what I would do is to me, those would be earmarked for the, the house purchase because right. I d- wouldn't want that to come out of They're off of the 401k and I wouldn't want to, you know, I think it's always important to have an emergency fund. So I think if you can cut your housing costs, even if you did like a month to month or a six month lease Mm -hmm. from July on while you looked for a place, I think that would be ideal because then you can bump up to have closing costs as well. And then I think they refer to as house hacking and other podcasts talk about it, but I know a lot of people where their first place they bought, they bought and brought in a roommate. Um, just so they had more room to save and then either they got rid of the roommate the, Eventually and kept the whole space for themselves or some of them Just kept it as a rental and said, you know, i'm gonna get something else after five years The roommate situation worked. I kept the roommate I now saved a bunch of money because I own the mortgage They're basically covering it for me or covering the majority of it So I saved so much more and now I have money for another down payment
0: Yeah Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm, I'm not that old, but being later in my twenties, I, when I was younger, I had people that pay, let me pay a way less rent, um, and live in their basements than trying to find an apartment when I was, you know, just like be bopping around the country. So I'm like, if I can also be that for someone else too, like that helps them too. So.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's really nice. So as I said, I have the rental here. And so in Utah, there's a basement apartment and only half the basement or like one third of the basement. And it's been great. And okay. I've just really rented it out to people that I, we did, I Airbnb and beat it for a while, but then I really rented it out to people I know. And it's been really great. And it pays yeah. a third of my mortgage.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I had the rental in New York, which I'm going to take that one back over, but that one's been great too. And that rental paid the mortgage on that property so and
0: but yeah and I think as someone that's also in school too like I I don't have the capacity to take care of like a lawn and all the things so as a first home having like a condo or a townhouse to that like that's a good next step while I offload some of my uh,
1: responsibilities (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah no absolutely and so just take into account the condo whatever the condo fees are and the taxes and then I think bringing in a roommate for at least a year or two to help offset some of those costs especially if you're so busy with work and school it's not like then that way you have another revenue source coming in
0: yeah yeah
1: no I think that makes total sense
0: okay this is encouraging (laughs) to hear yeah the housing market is uh insane right now but
1: um like everywhere yeah
0: yeah it's
1: but it does look like it's if that's like the purchase price for a condo in the area, and that's what you're basically paying in rent, mm-hmm. you know, I like 20% down, but I also like house hacking, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. Everyone has a different journey. I think it makes sense if you're saying that paying that much in rent that you consider buying, and I would prefer you put less down and have an emergency fund than put more down and not have an emergency fund.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some of your like past podcasts, you've talked a lot about like, okay, I don't want you to buy a house and then never be able to go do things because your house,
1: like, totally no house poor. you totally house
0: So I like, I feel I hear your voice in the back of my head, like, okay, like you want to buy a house, but you don't, you also want to be social. So
1: Yeah. I think it's like a fine yeah. line and that's why it's like never set. Like you have to do 20% down. I like it, but it's not, set in stone Mm -hmm. because I think it's important to also do your retirement and have an emergency fund and have a life like I Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty miserable to buy a house and then you literally can afford nothing and that's so stressful because then what if anything goes wrong too because as everybody knows who's listened I have terrible time with sewage lines which is like (laughs) you don't want to be putting your money literally in the ground. Nobody can see it. Like I would be more than happy to put 30,000 into not that I want to, but I'd be happier to put 30,000 into a kitchen or a bathroom than to put it literally under the ground 13 feet that you never see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that sounds like a nightmare. So Hopefully, I'm glad you're out of the woods now.
1: I hope, but- No, um, my sewage line is going on my next property and they just quoted me 19,000. I have no luck with sewage lines. I'm two for two, I'm two for two. Third time's a charm, third
0: time's a charm.
1: Hopefully third time, yeah, exactly. Third time's a charm. But that's why it's totally better to put less down and have that emergency Mm -hmm. fund, have your retirement account and still have a life. Because then that way, pursuing all the financial goals And it looks different for everyone as we've, as we've talked about. So, you know, doing maybe the next, the rest of the year, you do a roommate situation and then maybe you bring a roommate in when you buy a condo. And I've seen condos. Um, I looked at condos and just depends where you're looking, where they actually had a, they were like trip three floors. So there was like a bedroom bathroom on like the main level where near the garage. And then you went up and that was like living. And then you went up again and that was another, bedroom bathroom up there so that would be perfect for renting
0: oh gosh that would be such the dream and one thing I know about myself is I am very extroverted so it's like I could I could fill my day like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed with people so having a way to like not compromise on some of those things I think having getting a roommate but also owning lets me like accomplish some goals that I want but also still be a little social butterfly
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't ever like being too extreme as it's a permanent extreme. Like if you're extreme for like buckle down for a year for mm-hmm. like a specific target time for a specific goal, that's fine. But when you're getting into a mortgage, it's a longer period of time. So I think it's better to have that breathing room. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I think that makes total sense. Great. And I love that you're getting the MBA and that's paid for. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. It's so nice. And I think the industry, my, my undergrad is in elementary education. So nothing that I do now. So (laughs) they're like, we, we love the way that you work with our clients, but also this benefits both of us. And it really does. So there's a lot of times I don't think grad school is necessarily the route for everyone, but having it paid for and having actual skills that I need has been
1: a um, win-win. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I did have, um, a couple of like small questions that yeah, of needed course. Needed, can I ask them.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. You answered my question about single stock. So, I'm yeah, I it, but I think my other question, um, in terms of like the Roth IRA that I had previously, my former employer didn't have a, a 401k. So this is what I, I did. I like love the idea of having everything in one place, mm-hmm. it's more organized, would is there any value or merit in taking that 20,000 and rolling it over into my 401k or do I just they're also both and this is maybe a second part of the question um my 401k is mainly like a target 250 um and then my Roth is at a target 260 so I'm like should I roll them into one should they be in the same type of fund? so
1: that's know. a great invest a, a great investment jeez. Long COVID, it's no joke. Um, that is a great question. Um, okay. So typically you can't roll an individual retirement account, so an IRA, and then an individual retirement account, Roth, into the okay. 401k. Usually it has to be okay. 401k to 401k or 401k to Roth or to an IRA. Okay. So I don't I don't believe you can roll it in. Also, right. I like I agree with you. I think it's nice to keep things aggregated because it's easier mm-hmm. to keep track of. The target date funds, essentially what those are, those are automatic investments. So they're made up of multiple investments and they're targeting a retirement date in your case of of 2050 or 2060. And so they're more aggressive now because we have a lot of time before those dates occur. And as we get closer to those dates, they'll become more conservative, right? Because your investments should change with your time horizon. Usually they're paired together. So the less time you have before you need to spend the money, you should be more conservative. The more time generally the more aggressive. Okay. So I call them like the, the autopilot plans. Right. So that's how they, they work. I can't give investment advice, but that's like the concept of them. Okay. Here's the interesting thing between about a Roth 401k versus a Roth IRA. So ultimately be a decision to make, but the way a Roth 401k works is they have a mandatory distribution when you retire where you have to take um, money out of them. A Roth IRA mm-hmm. ironically does not have a mandatory distribution on it in retirement. Okay. Oh, okay. So you don't have to spend money out of it if you don't want to. The Roth 401k will require in the future. Things obviously are probably going to change for the next 30 years, but with today's (laughs) rules. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I would keep them as is for now because I don't think that your 401k would accept the Roth IRA into the 401k plan. You can always double check, but I don't think it would allow it. What you would do, what I do like to recommend doing is when you go to fire your taxes every year, just check on your plans. That could be like your reminder, like check your beneficiary, check on their performance. Even if you just do it once a year, that's fine. It's all long-term investments. Okay. So okay. At, at tax time, because that could be, you're like, okay, I'm doing my taxes. Let me check my investments and make sure everything's yeah. up to date and correct.
0: Okay. That's great. That's really great to hear. Okay. Um, I, I think in my dream world, like they could all be combined together, but I was pretty sure that, yeah, the the Roth IRA is going to to sit and do its thing on its own. Okay. My other question about, uh, funds So my emergency fund is just in a classic savings account, which is great. I feel like all the time right now I'm hearing about high yield savings accounts. Um, I'm like looking at one and a, a couple different ones, but like. Do I should I look at that for putting my emergency fund into that or I don't know yeah I think, Tell exactly me what you think about them.
1: <laughs> I like I like the high yield savings accounts they tend to be more often you'll find the online banks will have better rates than the brick and mortars and the reason why okay. is they just have less overhead right
0: okay yeah yeah
1: so I would look at your money with your emergency fund is meant to sit there and do nothing and kind of I think of it as the moat around the castle, the castle being your retirement and your investments, right? Right, So in this case, it's going to protect your Roth IRA and your 401k. God forbid there's an emergency like a sewage line or (laughs) something happens with your car, whatever it may be. You have that $15,000 there to prevent a big expense from making you tempted to take from your retirement or putting it on a credit card, right? So. The money should always just should not be invested in my opinion and should be in a bank account. So if you can find a high yield savings account that's paying more than your bank account, I think that's great, right? Mm-hmm. So if your okay. bank account's paying you 0.001 right. and you find a high <laughs> yield saving that's paying half a percentage point, yeah, that's fine because at least it'll make yeah. something, even if it makes 50 bucks, at least that's you know 50 bucks more yeah. than it was making. Um, and yeah. as long as it's a regular okay. bank and you know banking institution, it should be FDIC insured, regardless of whether it has a better rate or doesn't.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think part of the, I mean, Charlotte's a big banking town, so yes, I, it I is. Feel like I <laughs> just get a lot of ads for things too. I'm like mm, this is a location target, <laughs> but totally. There are lots of really good options. I just don't always know. And, and to your point, if uh, it's an emergency fund, it's not supposed to be aggressively growing, um, but yeah, I'm not getting anything with where it is now. So, yeah,
1: yeah, so I would look. And even if they have sometimes when they run and you are in a banking um, hotspot there, if they run yeah. a special, like for example, your first $10,000 gets 1%, that's great. That would be worth right. considering. And then the other 5,000 makes nothing. But if a whole 15 is making nothing now to put it move it to a different institution where they're running a, a special, it's totally fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
1: That's yeah. I have yeah. like some clients with my day job who are like driving all over the place for these specials. And I'm usually like, it's usually limited to a certain amount of money. It's not like they're going to do that. Yeah. for <laughs> a yeah, large amount.
0: I, I like bounce around. I like am constantly joking. Like I have the personality of a golden retriever. So it's like, if I can like organize things as much as possible, it is helpful for me. And just less chaotic energy going around. (laughs) But um, I do think it's worth it to, to look further into gosh. Oh, and I think there's a few that also do they help with sinking funds as well. Like I, that's Mm -hmm. a territory I don't fully know well, but I know on the horizon, like I need to buy a new phone or I need to like do these things. So I'm trying to have a mindset of saving a little bit more in that
1: regard, Right in advance of the expenditure. So, you know, when you do need the new phone, you've already saved for it. Now, right. I am yeah. not affiliated in where I get paid, but I really like the app, Digit. You do have to pay for it. Okay. But it can, and also the other, I think the bank, I'm sure a lot of them do this, but you can like name an account and like mm-hmm. set a target goal for it and it can like automatically pull it out of your checking. So, I Correct. like that okay. idea a lot because it's out of sight, out of mind, and it happens automatically just yeah. like a bill, just like right, your rent goes out, your chilies go out. So this happens like $25 goes towards my new phone or yeah. so I like, I like that. I like setting it up automatic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of times all the time I have these needs, like, Oh, I, I can pay for that or like, I can pay it over time, but just to be able to like, go ahead and have a forward thinking, I think is, that would be helpful. So, okay.
1: Digit. That's good to know. Um, yeah. I like Digit. Um, I always joke that it steals money from you for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've used it. And then because it like does random numbers, like it doesn't like I've used ally myself where it takes, I think it's would set for $25 a month, but Digit okay. like takes random increments. So sometimes it's like seven bucks, sometimes it's 13. So I kind of like that you never know. And then when you hit your target, it sends you, like, an emoji or, like, a GIF. Not oh, that that nice. should be the okay. whole reason to do it. But you can, like, set – I've no. set different goals in it, like, my ski pass or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. And then it tells you when you've hit your target. And you can always pause it. Like, if you have a month where you have more expenditures than you planned for, you can always pause it. But I like that. But you okay. can, there's, like – I'm sure there's other ones than Digit, but that's the one that I've used and I've liked. And if someone else told me about it. Okay.
0: So. No, that's really good to know. I mean, I I love – a little bit of affirmations. So. <laughs> I <probably laughs> love the emojis when I hit my goals. Um, okay. That's, that's like on my list of things to. Yeah. To
1: check that, out. check that one out because then you can do your regular emergency fund money that you're putting towards it. And then you can set a goal for, you know, the new phone or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. That you dog, need to save, you know, <laughs> dog. Yeah. Save up for those yeah. things that <laughs> you have That you're already, okay.
1: it's already planned for so that when it yeah. happens, you have the money for it. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's great. Um thank you for that. That I'm trying to think if there are any other questions. I think that was my last one that I had on on my list.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, um, I think so, I think yeah. we've hit everything. Yeah. Doo, doo, doo. I'm just looking through the list here. Well, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. It's always oh, fun to you. get to chat with longtime listeners
0: yeah thank you so much this has been very helpful and encouraging to know i'm not completely failing
1: (laughs) you're not you're Um, definitely not completely failing at all
0: yeah perfect um yay okay yeah thanks
1: you're welcome so for all of our lovely listeners you can find our most up-to-date information on instagram future rich podcast and on our website which is www.futurerichpodcast.com say goodbye